What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Marriage Mondays here on the Two Feet on the Ground Gravity Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm your other host, Jamie. And today we're going to be talking about making decisions for ourselves and raising up and empowering people to make great decisions on their own. Yeah, but before we get into this, folks, we felt more so than normal, we need to throw an asterisk on this, a disclaimer that we don't actually know what we're doing. We are making mistakes all the time. We are failing, learning from them, and getting back up and making more. What do you mean, Chris? Aren't you following the manual on how to do this thing called life? Yeah, I saw that at one point, and I think I lost it or burned it in a fire or something. I don't know. So much like our friends who are doctors or lawyers, we're merely practicing here. Yep, we are, folks. I don't know, Jamie, what do you think? Do we give this a shot? Absolutely. Here we go. So let me set the stage for you. Time frame was about six years ago, and one of our daughters came to us and said, can I join the wrestling team? And for those of you that don't know what middle school wrestling looks like, it's co-ed. This was a super easy decision for me, folks. Not just no, but no, right? Like, absolutely not. Boys are not going to be touching my daughter like that. It was a hard no because our fear was that our child was going to be accosted on the mat. So I carried this decision to the local high school where I worked, and on a break, I'm sharing it with someone who I considered a mentor, one of the football coaches, and I'm sharing with him the idea of girls wrestling with boys, and he totally affirmed me. Chris, absolutely not. And then about two days later, I want to say, he came back around full circle and said, hey, Chris, can we can we talk about that? I'm like, yeah, sure. He's going to tell me about how great of a decision maker I am, isn't he? Say, hey, why did you why did you make that decision? I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, like, what was your foundation in making the decision to not let your daughter wrestle? And so I'm thinking, and I'm kind of lost for a moment. And finally, he goes, let me ask you this: Was your decision based on fear? Oh no, he struck a chord. And I was like, oh my gosh, um, yeah, I I'm afraid that someone's going to grab my daughter and touch her inappropriately. He goes, hey, Chris, here's the deal. If you have if you have a principle that you made this de- de- decision on, I can't even talk, that you made this decision on, then, then you stick to it. But if you made this decision based on fear, I really think you need to reevaluate it. And I realized that this decision was solely based on fear and not based on some kind of solid foundation. And I had to go back to Jamie and say, hey, we need to, we need to talk. And we both agreed, yep, let's let her wrestle. And Jamie, what was the result? She was an animal on the mat. She was so great, and she often dominated her male counterparts. Yeah, they weren't manhandling her, folks. She was manhandling them. To which I was cheering in the stands, get them! You can do this! And I was always cringing and just hoping that the young man had a great father that was going to you know, encourage him and talk him back up about how he can train for the next match. Hey, folks, so we've already touched on that very first thing we want to talk about today when it comes to making great decisions. And what we want to talk about is our foundations. We want to be making decisions that are are based on some some guiding principles in life that are going to help us stick to those decisions. And so we're, we're going to kick that off by us talking about what the foundations are for us. And hopefully through this, you're able to reflect and ask the question, what are the foundations for you and making great decisions. Jamie, what 
What is that first one that guides us when it comes to making decisions? Our first prong that guides us in decision-making is scripture. What does God have to say about this topic or this decision we're about to make? Yeah, we don't always sit there and project this forward-facing folks here on the Gravity Podcast, uh, what our faith is, but we can't genuinely talk about some of these subjects without telling you it because it is a huge piece of our life and our foundation. So as Christians, uh, the Bible is is authoritative for us, meaning if there's something that's directly addressed, uh, it's going to have a huge impact on us making decisions. That said, not everything's in the Bible. So like last night was Friday night, and Jamie and I are talking about what are we going to do, and there's nothing in the Bible that tells us what restaurant to go to. Right. We had to do that one on our own. Yeah. So folks, there's there's other prongs outside of scripture for us that helps us make great decisions. Jamie, what's the other piece of our foundation that helps us make decisions? Yeah, we at an early age and an early time frame in our family established four things that are our family core values. They are love, family, communication, and integrity. And we've been able to point back to these values over the years when we're making our decisions. We encouraged our girls to be part of this decision process with us, meaning identifying what our family core values were going to be. They came up with them. We agreed that they were great core values. And then it's really helped us use that in parenting, but then also in decision-making, looking back on uh, a decision we're about to make and asking the question, does this have something to do with, with one of these core values? Uh, if if it doesn't violate one of the core values or this core value doesn't speak into it, uh, then we have something else that we kind of ask ourselves before making that that tough decision. And Jamie, what's that last prong or that last piece of our foundation that we consider? We ask ourselves, does this somehow violate our morals or our ethics? And if not, then we move forward in that decision. How is this decision going to impact the other people around us? Uh, how is it going to impact the other people in our family? And just having that consideration in reference to to ethics and morals, uh, our interaction with other human beings in this world, uh, really help us decide if this is the right decision right now. So having those foundations are extremely helpful, folks, because it, again, it, it keeps us grounded. It helps us uh, have an idea of, of what decision to make. And we're going to give some examples here in a second. Uh, but what decision to make? And and then when we make that decision, when we know it's grounded in something, uh, then then we have a little bit more confidence, a lot more confidence as we move forward. After we identify those foundation folks, uh, we we have to, one, as individuals, we need to train ourselves up and we also need to train others up. And the primary way that we're going to be able to train ourselves up, folks, is by looking around you for great decision makers, who are the people that are in your life, it might be in your personal life, it might be in your work life, that make great decisions and then pursue those people. Go to them and say, hey, I'm looking for a mentor. I see this in you and I want to develop that more. I want to be better at this. And in this case, I want to be better at making just great decisions. Can Will you be a mentor for me? And as I've done this in life, uh, both in my personal life and in my professional life, I've had a great response from most of the folks saying, yeah, absolutely. And then I pursue them. I schedule coffee time with them. I schedule lunch time with them. I meet them in their office 
and I come ready to listen to uh, to ways that I can get better at at what I do. One one mentor in particular, when it came to my professional life, as we were meeting, he gave me a tool to help me become a better decision maker. And although this was in my work life, I really see this being a great tool in your neighborhood, in your marriage, in your parenting, in all areas of life. And what he told me was, if you're gonna call me in the middle of the night, so this was a superior to me in my work. If you're gonna call me in the middle of the night and wake me up, I'm gonna ask you three questions. I'm gonna ask you what's going on. I'm gonna ask you what, what's your plan And I'm going to ask you what you need for me to accomplish that plan. And what this forced me to do was, first of all, I needed to actually know what was going on. Like, I can't call someone and wake them up in the middle of the night. I can't come to them and say, oh my gosh, there's something big going on. And then they go, okay, well, what's going on? I don't know yet. I just know it's going to be big. I needed to get to whatever was going on and I needed to figure it out. What's the problem here? What's the emergency What's going on? I needed to think for a moment. Like, what what should I do here? Based on my foundations, based on uh, whatever parameters you have at, at work, it might be policy or law, based on these boundaries, what is a good idea to solve this problem? And then with that plan, uh, what, what do I need from my boss, from my peers, uh, from my subordinates, if you're a leader, and, and come ready to ask for those things. And it really empowered me as a leader because when I called him and he asked me these three questions and after I told him these three things, he says, sounds great, send me an email when you're done. It really affirmed me as a a leader and as a decision maker that I make good decisions. Now, not all of my decisions were good. Sometimes there was some, some conversation and feedback, but I really believe that these three questions are powerful in training up and mentoring future great decision makers. For me, I spent a number of years in a program called MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers. And this training phase was built into the program because you would sit at a table with a bunch of other mothers and each table was assigned a mentor mom. And this woman had been a step ahead of you in this season of life and she had been there and done that and had the struggles And she had some wisdom to share with us. And I'm just forever grateful for those opportunities of those women speaking into my life all those years. Now, I got to tell you, folks, as when it comes to parenting, Jamie and I haven't used these three questions uh, for very long, Uh, meaning this was something my my mentor gave to me, I think, about five years ago. So we I, I feel like and Jamie, you speak into this. I felt like, though, we. We were definitely trying to train up our girls to be decision makers as they've gotten older. And I think it's going to feed into this. The last thing we wanted to talk about is after we identify our foundations, after we try to train them up, as we try to mentor them up in different ways, uh, eventually we got to do something to to give them a shot. And what's that last piece? We empower them to practice these decision-making skills that we've been talking to them about and shepherding them through in their life. So, I mean, obviously when our kids are young folks, uh, we we told them what to wear, right? We told them, hey, you need to go brush your hair. We would sit there and, and coach them and trying to get them into the discipline of taking care of themselves and and just doing some of these life skills. But eventually 
man, we, we got to just let them do it. We got to take the training wheels off and let them make some decisions and just go with it. So one of these examples that we wanted to share was it was Christmas time. It was probably a decade ago. And one of our children was experimenting with hairstyle. And we knew this hairstyle wasn't great. This was going to be a big family photo, folks. We're talking about my mom and dad, my siblings, all the kids. And, you know, this is going to be a picture forever. It is. And one of the things that we've learned in parenting is to sometimes we just need to let it happen and let them reap the consequences of said decision. So in this year, our daughter was practicing a comb over look. I think it was like a reverse comb over. It was it was unique. It was super unique. Powerful and unique. It was very powerful. And we knew it didn't look great, but we loved the girl so much. We were just going to let it happen. And well, it happened. And the beauty of it, folks, is we have the photo as evidence. And in years after the photo, uh, our daughter asked us, what were you thinking in letting me have this this hairstyle? Which has begged the question, do you want us to let you know anytime we see something that we should let you not make a decision on? Because I can let you uh, know right now. I actually have a list. Let me go get it. Just kidding. We're kidding. We kid. Our girls are amazing. But here's the reality, folks. Uh, these these things are going to happen. You're going to have your kids walking out of the house, and you're going to look at their outfit and go, uh, oh my gosh, that looks absolutely horrible. And sometimes you just let them walk out of the house with the totally mismatched shirt and shoes and and pants and whatever else. Because they're just practicing too, and you're going to let them experience those consequences. Now, there are times with clothing though, right, that we've said, hold on a second. Uh, Yeah, we are letting you practice right now, but you are not leaving the house wearing that. Get back in here. We're going back into the foundation and training phase. We're not in practice right now because you are failing at practicing. And we don't say it like that, folks, but there are times that we've had to uh, make sure that our girls understand that uh, that something doesn't meet the boundaries that we've previously set for them. Um, another great example of letting them practice is choice in food. As a matter of fact, Chris, what did our kid eat last night for dinner? Last night? Well, it's been a while now. Yeah, this is actually take two on this recording, folks. <laughs> so, but uh, hey, like two weeks ago, uh, our daughter for dinner chose to eat chips and cheese. Like that was what she wanted to eat: chips and cheese. And we were fine with that because it was a one-time thing. Now, if she were doing that every night, we may need to step in because there would be some bad consequences health-wise from that decision. Yeah, we'd have to come back to the training phase and and coach them back up as, hey, let's talk about nutrition again. And so again, not a lot of consequence, uh, negative consequence in them uh, choosing their meals uh, here and there. They're going to need to do it when they leave the house. So giving them the opportunities to practice experience the consequences, and then move forward is really important. Another one that we've seen, folks, is sleepovers. And Jamie, what have we seen with some of our daughters uh, when they have sleepovers? What what does it look like the next day? When they stay up till 3 a.m., they came home with what we call a sleepover hangover. And like any great parent who is going to allow their child to experience the consequence of an alcohol hangover... We like to let our kids experience the consequence of a sleepover hangover, meaning they're, oh, I don't feel good. And it's like, yep, get up. It's time to do some chores. 
Yeah, we don't get to lay around all day when we've made the decision to stay up all night. We now have to be responsible for that decision and move forward. And we've actually seen some of our daughters make decisions to get to better at a, uh, to get to bed at a better time because they've experienced the consequence. They've made the decision, they've experienced the consequence, and now they're choosing to make a different decision in reference to getting to bed at a decent time. Or they choose not to even go to a sleepover because they just spend time with their friends. We go pick them up late and then they go to bed in their own bed. And I, I realize, folks, we're just giving these little stories. But what we're trying to get at here is as our as our girls have, have grown up, we've slowly tried to transition and hand them more of the decisions to make for themselves. And as we've done it, we've done it wrong. And then, like I've said, we've circled back to identifying foundations and training them back up so that they can practice more. Uh, but but our goal is before they even leave the house to pretty much transfer almost all of the decision-making over to them. And James, what, I know it's kind of moved around a little bit probably from our oldest to our number two and going on to our number three, but when when is our target that we're transferring most of that decision-making over to them? I would say around the age of 16-ish, maybe even a little later, 16 and a half, we are moving from like being a real important part of their decision-making process to giving them the reins and making the decisions for themselves and really moving more to a mentor phase. Yeah, we had one daughter as she uh, was getting into that age range that wanted to get her nose pierced. And my concern with any type of body modification is what job are you going to do? And is this going to interfere with that job later in life? So we talked her through that. And when she got done talking about it, she was like, uh, I don't think there's any problems. And so we allowed her to go get her nose pierced. And it looks cute as a button. And I'm not a great example because you can't see this, but I'm sporting a nose piercing as well. And I did this a number of years ago, and I know I'm a grown woman, can make that decision. It doesn't interfere with my job. It doesn't interfere with my witness. Um, It didn't hurt anyone. And I made the decision to do that. I would say you're a great example because of that, because of that process of it not interfering with those foundations and Jamie made a decision to do it. So I would actually say you're a great example for our girls with that, because if they process it the same way, as long as they're asking those same questions, uh, it may interfere. They might go, oh, wait, I want to do this job and you can't have a nose piercing. So there's been a bunch of these folks. We could probably go on and on about other uh, other stories of us trying to transfer it. Here's the thing, though. There's there's bigger decisions that your kids are going to make. Where do I go to college? What what job do I want to do? I mean, these are, are, are bigger, more challenging ones that we don't have the answer for, right? And so we're, hopefully, if we've done this throughout raising them up, they're in the habit of us asking some of these questions, identifying the foundations, uh, asking some some good questions that draws out their thinking, and then encouraging them, you got to make a decision. It's practice time. You're going to mess up. You're going to experience consequence. You're going to learn from it. And then you're going to do it better next time. The call to action today when making decisions is to identify foundations, find a mentor and mentor others, and then put these steps into practice and make great decisions. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Marriage Monday. Folks, we want to hear from you. There's a variety of ways for you to do this. If you're consuming this on an Apple podcast platform, Spotify, Facebook, you can still rate and review us. Go ahead and check it out. There's five stars there. We would really appreciate a five-star rating. But folks, they're your stars. 
If we haven't earned five stars, maybe shoot us an email instead instead at chris at gravityct.com. Let us know how we're doing. Give us ideas for future Marriage Monday topics or guests for me to interview. Remember, friends, getting married is easy. Staying married is really tough. So go and love well.